Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. How many of you have been to a class reunion? All right, all right. Well, um, according to Google, 20 to 30% of people attend their class reunion. I am in the 70 to 80% that has never attended. Um, I did get mentioned in a yearbook, the memory book, for having the youngest child. Uh, That was, never mind which one, but yeah, she came along later, so thank you, Ellie. Um, There's a story that I found that that I found um, that shared how shocked a person was at their 40th reunion. They said, where are the teenagers that I'd known? I didn't see one person I knew, except I did see Peggy Martin's grandmother there. Um, I could hardly believe it. That was just amazing that Peggy Martin's grandmother came to our reunion. Oh, wait, that's not Peggy Martin's grandmother, that's Peggy Martin. We all change, don't we? Remember the Partridge family and David Cassidy? So he was really popular when I was younger, and uh, so I think we had a picture of him up there. But this is what he looked like in 2017. Did we get the pictures up? Maybe not. Okay, well, pretend you saw them, okay. So everybody changes, and although we say that we are attending reunions to reconnect, the Chicago Tribune did a real story on the real reason why we go to reunions, and their findings proved that it's really to find how badly our classmates turned out. So these past few weeks, we've been in the To Be Continued series, and Pastor Keith has urged us to keep growing, keep going, keep knowing, keep following, and keep undergoing. How many of you watched a DIY home improvement show last week? I know I did. Yep, okay. Aren't you glad that God called the Schuberts? to minister here at Crossbridge. Well, today we're gonna be talking about keep showing. Now, we're not gonna be talking about how to keep showing our favorite hair color or our financial status or our latest great pair of shoes, but how to keep showing up for our community. Our key verse for this series is Philippians 1.6, which you heard Jen say, and I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Now, you know I'm not Pastor Keith. I would never be able to get my hair <laughs> like that. I don't have his gift of memorization. So today, I'm coming to you as Sherry, and I'm using my notes. So, but I, <laughs> but I love some of the things that Pastor Keith has encouraged us to start doing. And one of those things is taking notes. So if you have a notebook, if you have the Crossbridge app, please feel free to pull that out now. I also like Pastor Keith's audience participation suggestions. Now, I know for a fact that some of you rebel during this time. But for those of you who are being brave, turn to the person next to you and tell them how proud you are that they chose to come and enjoy community at Crossbridge today. So, okay. (laughs) 
For those of you who are online, we want to say hello to you and know that this would be a great time for you to uh, say hello to your host. So we believe that God created the heavens, the earth, the moon, the stars, the waters, the animals. The Bible tells us that he saw that all of these things were good. And after creating all of those things, God went one step further. If you brought your Bible or have the app, turn to Genesis 1.26. The verses are also on our screens. Genesis 1.26, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. You know, humans were created for relationship. God knew that we needed other people around us to help us on our journeys. And when we become believers in Christ, we long to be part of a community of believers. This goes deeper than having a relationship with a husband or a wife. We were made for relationship with God. We should also realize the importance of being with other Christ followers to learn and to grow together. Carrie Newhoff in a recent blog stated that even in a big city, everyone's looking for a small village. Let's look at the first part of our scripture passage for today. We'll be reading Philippians 2, 1 through 11 in segments throughout our time together. But if you are able, would you please stand for the reading of this passage? Philippians 2, 1 through 4. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You may be seated. There's several words that jump out to me in this passage. Encouragement, comfort, fellowship. Aren't those something we all need and want? Remember that Paul is writing this from prison to the believers in Philippi. Philippi was one of the first churches planted in Europe. And some people believe that the church in Philippi was actually used to be an example to other churches. So Paul's reminding them why they have community. They encourage each other. They comfort each other. They fellowship together with Holy Spirit. The word fellowship here means sharing of things in common. How many of you have received encouragement from someone this week? I know I have. How many of you have received comfort? How many of you have fellowshiped with the Spirit? All hands should be up. That's what we're doing right now, okay? Paul says, make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. I don't know about you, but this is a tall order for my family. And maybe you can re relate a little bit. When my kids were little, 
Now remember, Ellie came along later, so there were three of them at that time. And we went on vacation. We had one child who wanted to go to the amusement parks and ride all the rides. The other two wanted to go to a beach. Well, the one who wanted to go to the amusement park hated the beach, he hated sand. So when it came time to find a place to eat, that was even harder. Some of them wanted fast food, and burgers or chicken nuggets were all they ate. And uh, the other one felt that the fried chicken franchise that remains nameless used fake chicken, and so she refused to eat there. So agreeing with each other wholeheartedly was absolutely impossible. One of them was always pouting. Paul did not mean that we have to agree wholeheartedly with every little thing with each other, but that we should have the same attitude that Jesus had. Jesus always put others before himself. He was humble. He was obedient to his father. In verses three and four, we see how we can be more like Jesus. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Now, Pastor Keith, uh, we were talking about this, and he has a great phrase showing how true community is reflected. He said, he over we and we over me. He over we, we over me. How different would our world, our country, our county, our state, our city, and how different would our church be if we all lived like that? I was recently blessed with having some time with my grandkids. Uh, I have kids on each coast and some scattered throughout. And uh, all of my kids have two children, a boy and a girl. My son lives in Ohio. He has a boy and a girl. And I have a daughter here in Peru. And then Sarah and Andrew are on the East Coast, and they have a three and a one-year-old. And Abby and Scott are on the West Coast, and they have a four and a two-year-old. So unfortunately, we were not able to all be together this summer, but in some ways that was good because then I could focus on two at a time and not all eight of them at once. So these are my East Coast kids. Um, this is Orly and Anson. They cute? Yes, of course. Now the three-year-old has this attitude that everything was all about her. She wanted all the toys. She wanted to be the center of attention just like any three-year-old. And I'll tell you, if the four-year-old from the West Coast and the three-year-old from the East Coast ever get together, we're gonna have to watch out. But like when you ask me about my grandkids, like any grandma, my kids are perfect. So there's a show, I don't know if you've seen it, on the Food Network channel called Beachside Brawl. They have chefs from the East and the West Coast compete, compete and my Olivia and Orly could be the mascots for that show. They are both strong-willed little girls, and right now, sometimes, it's pretty funny. But I know these girls are gonna be absolutely amazing women when they grow up, just like their mamas. When we mature, we're expected to be different. We're to put away childish things, like being selfish and trying to be the center of attention. We're supposed to care for others and love them like Jesus loves us. We are to put others first after God. He over we, we over me. Now we have many teams at Crossbridge and we, we are blessed, aren't we, with so many people who invest 
their talents and gifts. But there's one team that you may not hear about very often, and that's our support staff. Unfortunately, some of these ladies were not able to be in the picture, but they are the backbone of Crossbridge. They are the epitome of Philippians 2, 3, and 4. They are not selfish. They work together beautifully. If one of them needs help, somebody steps in. They look to the interest of Crossbridge, not to their own interests. Let me tell you a secret. Every one of them could be working someplace else for more money using their gifts and talents, but they choose to work at Crossbridge. We pray together, we laugh together, we celebrate together, and on occasion we even cry together. We are a team. Last week during our regular Tuesday meeting, we were talking about why they actually chose to work at Crossbridge, and somebody said, I work here because of the community. They exhibit the love of Jesus to everyone who walks into the office whether it's someone looking for help or whether it is someone who needs financial assistance, someone who needs copies from a group that they're leading. They care about each other. They care about Crossbridge and they care about you. They know the true order of community, God, then others, then themselves. Now, I know not all of you can be blessed to work with an amazing team of people, but you can choose who you surround yourself with when you're not at school or at work. If you don't know any wonderful people, you can join a group. You knew I'd get there, right? Right? Unless it's your first time here, you all know where I stand on groups. In groups, we do life together. We have conversations we can't have during worship services. We sit in circles, not rows. We share needs. We celebrate together. We serve together. A few weeks ago, I was able to go and visit my West Coast kids, and this is a picture of Olivia and Ben. Yep, she's such a helper. She's four, you know, always helping out her brother. And uh, I loved being with my family. I don't get to see them very often. We went to parks, we read books together, we went to beaches, we had a lot of fun. But while I was there, I was very unsettled. Now, I was reading my Bible every day, I was having my quiet time, I enjoyed meeting God in nature, but something was off, something was missing, and I couldn't put my finger on it until I got home. I missed community. Now, I was not alone. I had my family around me constantly. I was communicating with God, but I missed worshiping with you. I missed hearing your voices, praise God. I missed hearing my group and sharing with my group of ladies on Monday morning about the Psalms. I missed attending my Sunday night group. I missed being with our teams in the office and here at church. I missed being with like-minded people who love Jesus. I wanted to get the perspective on why this is important and why it threw me so off balance. So I Googled it, and uh, here's one article I found. It was written on a leadership blog. There are five benefits of being part of a like-minded community which can support us in our personal and professional lives. They offer us assistance, guidance, and advice. They support us unconditionally. They hold us accountable. They speak a common language, and they cheer us on. 
He continued to say, if we stay connected to a highly supportive community, it will have a huge bearing on our ability to make the difference we want and also support others in reaching their goals. My friends, this was not written from a Christ follower's perspective. It was not written from a church leader who wanted people to join groups. It was written by a performance and achievement coach, Neil Raymond. He went on to give this advice, action step. Make a list of those who are a positive influence in your life and determine what you can do to strengthen your relationship with them. If you don't have many positive influences in your life, find out where you can go to meet new people and get involved in different networks or community. I have another secret for you. You don't have to look far to find out where you can meet new people who are like-minded. Look to your right and look to your left. You're surrounded by people who love Jesus. So if you're taking notes right now or if you have the app open, online you can join us. I want you to list four people who are a positive influence on you. Right now, get out your app, there you go. Okay, I expect to see all heads down. If you can't come up with four people, see me after the service and we'll work on it together, okay? Maybe those four people are already inside your circle of community. Maybe they aren't and they have no idea that they're being an influence on you. Maybe you just observe them from a distance or maybe you just stalk their social media pages, you know? It's time to be brave and tell them how important they are to you as a follower of Jesus. Maybe you want to invite them to coffee or dinner and tell them. Maybe you can set up a play date for your kids, go to a park and chat. Maybe you want to talk to them about starting a group together. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Did you know that some animal species choose to live in community? And here are some reasons why. There's safety in numbers. They raise their young together. They help take care of each other in some way. Now, if crows, elephants, wolves, and prairie dogs choose community, shouldn't we? <laughs> Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 reminds us, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. So let's go back to those four people that you identified. I want you to look at the list and I want you to circle one name. Your heads aren't down. Okay, circle one. Okay. This week, would you do me a favor? Would you send them a text, an email, a card, make a phone call, but somehow encourage that person? There are way too many things in our world that can discourage us. So let's be different. Let's choose to encourage each other. As we choose community, let's look at Philippians 2, 6 through 8, because we want to model our lives after Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God 
and died a criminal's death on a cross. When sin entered the world, we were separated from God. There was this chasm, a separation that developed. And all through the Old Testament, we see stories of God trying to reach his chosen people so they would love him above everything else. And they made poor choices and many times forgot God. They worshiped idols, they were disobedient and rebellious. But God had a plan. And the plan was to send his one and only son to come to the world in human form, fully God, yet fully man, and Jesus came. He didn't come as a king. He came as a man who embraced poverty and suffering, a man who said he had no place to lay his head, a man who chose to give up his life for us, a man whose death on a cross filled that chasm and gave us a way back to our Father. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The worship team is going to come and sing a new song for us. And some of the lyrics say, this world is dying to know who you are. You've shown us the way to your heart. Father, I pray, make me more like Jesus. My friends, people around us need to know Jesus. They need to be in community to start a relationship with Jesus or be in community to grow in their relationship with him. Jesus chose ordinary people to spread his love throughout a community of believers. He chose every one of us. As you listen to these lyrics, I pray that your desire is to be more like Jesus. I pray that God puts faces in your mind of people who need community, a friend who needs to be encouraged, a friend to help them, a friend to do life with them. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.